Thank you for joining me for episode number two of Kansas City Food Memories. This is a podcast presentation of the live radio show that was on at 10 a.m. on 98.1 FM in Kansas City. You're welcome to join us live and provide your input either through the text line or live call-ins. Please enjoy this. This is a good one, and I look forward to hearing your feedback through whatever means you want to do. Thank you. Well, good morning to everybody, and thank you for joining us on Kansas City Food Memories, which I discovered last week was the fastest hour in radio I've ever experienced. Um, I am Robert Dunsing, owner of Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. We've been around for about 30 years now. You can get information on that. On the show, it seems like 100. <laughs> yeah, there's days it feels like that. <laughs> and that voice you hear, familiar voice, is the legendary Toby Tobin. He's helping me do this show. And so it's, um, we kind of, at times we love doing it, and at times we tolerate each other and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so that's... Um, Most times we tolerate. I, I wouldn't be here doing the show if it weren't for Toby Tobin. So if he gets too rambunctious, I'll embarrass him with praise like that. And then, <laughs> then he'll leave me alone. Yes, I will. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> but it's, um, the, 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 the whole purpose of the show is to try to take us all down a, um, a stroll down memory lane. And if you listen to Toby's show today, it was just, it was a good example of the rabbit holes that sometimes we go down. And um, it's funny how one memory begets another memory begets another memory. And um, so every week, what I'm going to start off doing um, is kind of doing a quick recap of what I discovered from last week's show and uh, follow up and then what help I need from you guys. So we had uh, Maria Odell started the, uh, the show off last week sharing her memories of a rest, her favorite restaurant. And she talked about how they had a large family. The mom was a fantastic cook, so they didn't really um, eat out much because they couldn't really afford it. But she said her favorite one was going to the Forum Cafeteria. And she said it was great because everything was, was made from scratch like mom would do. But she goes, when you're at home in a big family, you eat what you were given and you don't complain. You don't ask for anything else. So going to the Forum Cafeteria was like Christmas and doing that. So the funny story, so my mother-in-law, Carol, uh, Sherry's, Sherry's mom, I've, I've been around the family for, gosh, 30 years now, and she's never told the story. And she said when she heard the radio, all of a sudden she remembered that her dad, so Grandpa Guerrero, had, um, he worked at Santa Fe, so the fa- they had a family pass. And she said when she was a kid, they would take the train from St. Uh, Topeka to Kansas City, and they would go to the Forum. And she had the exact same memories of, of, of that, and she had never mentioned it once and totally forgotten about it until she heard that story on the radio. And that's what's cool about this show is that when you hear a memory, it's going to bring back something that we've all totally forgotten, and that's what, that's what we're going to do. Um, uh, Mike had mentioned Antoine's on the Boulevard and how amazing the prime rib was, and it's something I had, I've had several people contact me. They used to serve shrimp in a little Tonka toy trucks. A lot of people remember that. I still haven't heard what was so amazing about their prime rib. But the guy who owned that was pretty eccentric and quite the character, and they actually went by a different name during the day. So it was Antoine's on the Boulevard. He did as a joke, but during the day it was called Tony's Tavern for just regular foods. And so that was kind of neat. So if you have any information on what made that prime rib so amazing, I want to hear that story. Katie had called with Stevenson's, and now this is an interesting one. Um, before we started the show, the apple fritter is something, a mystery that I want to solve. I want to figure out what made that apple fritter so amazing. I want to figure out the recipe, the technique, and I want to find a couple of restaurants, bakeries, or donut shops in Kansas City to recreate it exactly like they did for at least a month. So that way all of us listeners that miss that can go there and get it for a short time. And so I'll find those places, and all I'm going to ask for them, the only condition is they do it for one month so we can relive that memory. So I've, I've, I've made progress. I've got a recipe. I've got two versions of the recipe. I think I know what the trick is, but I need to talk to somebody who worked actually in the kitchen at Stevenson's Apple Orchard back in the 70s, 80s, or 90s. So if any of you know anybody who worked in the kitchen and knows how it was made, shoot me an email or give me a call. And then um, another funny story. So earlier today, Carl Menino, he's the, uh, he does the um, citywide remodeling. He was... Um, sharing the show last week's show with his mom and dad and his mom and dad goes well you know that's how we met each other he goes what he goes yeah we both worked at smacks hamburger joint and kck that's where we met and fell in love so his whole life he had never heard the story how his mom and dad had met until he heard the radio show last week so that to me that's kind of cool so if you want to keep track of us... Hold on just oh, a second. Smackaroo. Smackaroo. That we was the sandwich. We need the recipe yes. for the smackaroo. So the smackaroo was a, a, a double layer or triple hamburger, a smash burger, but it had a special sauce on it 
I had somebody describe it as the Big Mac before McDonald's invented the Big Mac. So that's what they did. So if anybody out there worked there in the kitchen and knows a little bit of the history and what made the Smackaroo so amazing, I want to hear that one too. My best friend, two or three Vinny, times yeah. every week. Yep. Eating the Smackaroo. The Smackaroo. It was good. And the Hickory Burger was supposedly pretty good out there too. Mm. So that's kind of the, uh, the, the things I want to do. So if you want to follow what we do on this show, um, follow me. Uh, go to makethemsmile.com. That's the website for Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. But I'm gonna twice a week I'm gonna send an email. The first one's gonna be a recap of what we learned on the show and what information I'm looking for. Then on Friday I'll send another email. They'll talk about the show, who the guests are, kind of give you a heads up on it. And um, so you'll be able to do that. So go to makethemsmile.com and sign up for the email newsletter. That way you can keep up to date. All right, so for today's guest, I did something a little bit different. So and uh, I've been in business for Sherry, my wife, and I for 30 years now. And as I met a lot of amazing people, and one of the people I met was um, Neil Patterson. He was one of the founders of Cerner Corp. And I had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times and actually sitting down and having conversations. And one of the things that he preached is that if you want to grow a, an amazing business, your goal is to be the dumbest man in the room. And today's show is an example of that. I'm probably the, the least capable person in this room. I am um, truly, and I mean this in all seriousness, I, I have three different legends in, this, in the room here with me today. You know Toby. I'm not going to go on that because I don't want to hear about that. Um, I've got the other two guests. I have Frank Bull, who is a member of the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of stories to tell. And the second person is Rod Gray. And Rod's been a customer of mine for a while, and he actually helped me create the pastrami that I do about every two years. He called in um, favors from famous people all over the country. But Rod is one of the few that actually professionally competed on the barbecue circuit, and he's won, what, 62 grand champions, something like that? Close enough. Yeah. And so so he really knows what he's doing there. and. The reason they're on here is to kind of, um, I want them both to kind of share a specific food memory. What makes this show work is uh, it's not a list. I'm not a historian. I don't want a list of restaurants and when they closed or anything like that. You can find that on, uh, Google that on the internet. What makes this all come alive and what triggers the memories that, that I talked about at the start was the story that, of why that, that restaurant was important to you. So, Rod, I'll start with you. What, what restaurant really had an impact on you? Um, You know, so I've been here since the mid-80s, a little shorter than some other people. But, you know, the restaurant that comes to mind first is Tippins. Now, I know that's not a Kansas City restaurant. I found out, I did some research and realized that it was kind of a Midwestern chain. But Tippins just served comfort food and did it in such a great way, never had a bad meal, always had good service. And we don't even have to talk about the pie. The pie is legendary. But just just the restaurant, just the place. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I have some really great memories from from Tiffins. Oh, I remember their soups. Oh, yeah. Are they I, still in business? I know the pies are. No. Okay, okay. You know, and that's one of the things. You know, the name is still exists, but, you know, our memories isn't based on a name. You know, sometimes a restaurant could be absolutely amazing, and, it's, and it may change owners and change all the kind of stuff. That If you get a new owner and you have the old name, that's not, that's not our memory. That's, what we, that's not what we cherish. You know, the Tippins, you can get Tippins pies at Price Chopper and Hen House, and they're good pies. But what we got at Tippins, I remember, because I moved Kansas City pretty close to the mid-80s uh, mid like you did. And I remember going to the Tippins on 87th Street and getting the, the most amazing soups. I remember the strawberry pies. You know, you waited till the strawberries came in season. They didn't buy strawberries flown in from Mexico or something like that. They were locally grown strawberries, and they were absolutely sweet and delicious. You know, there's no corn syrup on those pies back then. I mean, that was that was a great experience. That was, I mean, that was similar to home cooking. It was before the factory foods took over. Who else did you have? Um, so, so this one, so this one's more about service. Okay. And you know, we talked about this when you called mm-hmm. me several weeks ago about the idea to, yeah. for the show, and and I've thought about it ever since. Um, almost obsessed about it. Oh, that's but funny. The, the next one is really about service to me, and it's it's Houston's when Houston's was in really? town. Really, mm. absolutely. Um, their food was always great. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but when you went into Houston's, you were treated so well. Still casual food, sort of a casual environment, a little bit upscale, but the service was outstanding. I really miss the service from Houston's. 
Do you guys remember Houston's? Oh, yes, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. What, what did you think about it? I thought it was awesome. Was there a favorite dish you had, or was it really the whole atmosphere? It was just the atmosphere for me. Yeah. I loved it. It was one of the first restaurants I ate at when I was here. Really? So, you mm-hmm. know, that's it, because sometimes there's a single dish that captures it. Um, like, you know, like at Tippins, it wasn't a dish. It was the style. I always got soup, and I always got a piece of pie. It wasn't one particular soup, but it was that. Chip and Shepherd's pie was outstanding, okay. too. Oh, okay. Remember yeah. that? Yes, I did yeah. have that. So yeah. I either had soup or shepherd's pie. Yep, yeah. And that's that's one that I wanted to recreate sometime that I I totally forgot about. Yeah. I may have to dig back into that one. You know, Robert, I wanted to tell you a story about Tippin. So when I first got up here, uh, I came straight out of college, had my first job, and a friend who was still in college down in Emporia State called, had had a bad day, and she wanted to drive up just to get away from school. And I thought, what can I do, um, you know, just kind of ease her day and – and I thought, you know what, I'll take her to Tippins because the food is great. It's it, it's comfort food. It made you feel good. And I mean, now it's, it's of course it's gone. And I don't know if I was in that same situation where I'd go. But but I took her to Tippins because I thought it would be easy, comfortable, relaxing, and you know all those things. I was in Independence at that time, so it was one over on uh, Nolan Road, I think, is okay. where the one was. Yeah, but 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 yeah. Um, for, but I'm sorry, I, I cut I cut back to Tippins. We were talking about oh, Houston. Oh, no, well, no. how'd she do? Uh, she she felt much better went home the next day well, back cool. to school and it, yeah absolutely it was a, it was a, it was perfect for, for what I needed to do well you know that one of the, the the question you have is where would you would go now is one of the things that in the next few weeks months that I want to get back to once we kind of get a feel for what we really everybody says you know those were the good old days that's a generic statement that doesn't mean anything to me you know but okay why was it so good but so the next few months we're going to really identify what were the good old days and why. You know, I mean, you guys have hit on one already. You know, we but last week we focused on specific dishes. Today you talk about Houston's, and it was the whole ambiance, you know, like that. You know, and it's so eventually we'll get around to that, and I'll probably bring you back on, and we're going to try to find some place. Frank, yeah, the um, I got here in April, April Fool's Day, nineteen eighty one, was my <laughs> first day at work. But I think about midway through that month, one of my friends from back east, was, he's been my high school friend since grade school. His sister lived here. Her and her husband worked in a charity, and they wanted me to do a little charitable work for him. So they took me out. This is when I first got here to work at Channel 4. They took me out, and they took me to the EBT, okay, on top of the bank building, right? And I I had no idea. I said, we're going to a bank on top of the building? Oh, yeah. The, the really, it's not the food that I remember. It's when they open the elevator door and yeah. you see the Thomas Hart Benton yeah. murals everywhere in the top of that bank. And I just went, I went, oh, my gosh. I, that I was eat, the first restaurant you ate at in Kansas that City? That was the first restaurant I ate <laughs> I at I hope Kansas you didn't City. assume every restaurant was, was, <laughs> was going to be like that. I was thinking they were all going to be like that, as a matter of fact. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but the, uh, but the that was amazing to oh, me. Yeah. I just saw and all the murals. I have no idea what happened to, well, the restaurants are no longer okay. there, correct? And okay. what happened to the, uh, my big deal was what happened to those murals? Okay. Okay. That? So that's funny you mentioned that. So I've got. I have about five different major mysteries I'm going to work on, and one of them is EBT. There you go. That was the first fancy restaurant that that I ever went to in Kansas City. Yeah, and I had was, to go coat and. She said, "Oh yeah, oh you have to wear oh, a yeah. coat and tie." I, went, oh, I, I remember wow. having to dress okay. up for that. And the the uh, Ed Holland owned that, and I remember that he was passionate about growing. Toby and I've talked about this because he's famous nationwide for his miniature roses. Yes, he is. You know, Ed I mean, is? He, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we know Ed. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my wife oh, and I. Yep. Yeah. So, um, great guy. Ed's going to come on the show sometime. Oh, perfect. So, but That's he's traveling perfect. all over the world and yeah. doesn't really have time for us in Kansas City, but he'll, we'll, we'll, we'll find the time to get <laughs> Track in. Track him down. So, two mysteries. I want to find out what happened to the artwork. It's probably in his house, but the elevator, because <laughs> he had the original elevator from EBT. Oh, God. And yeah. so, you know, because that was, that was the coveted reservation for EBT. Because you wanted to eat in the elevator. Yeah, eat in the elevator. I got engaged in one of those elevators. Oh, did you really? Absolutely, at EBT, yep. Oh, you're kidding. No, 1992, and I, you know, I knew it was a place to go, and I told them why I was coming, and um, they reserved one of the elevator shafts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's crazy. Did did your your future wife, did she, um, did she, is this the closer? Yeah, this is, yeah my okay. wife Sherry, absolutely right. the closer. <laughs> Rod's wife he wasn't going to do any better. Oh, than no, that. No, no. <laughs> uh, that that could have ended poorly if I, I should have asked you that question beforehand. But, but no, Sherry, his wife Sherry is known as the closer on the internet, and it's just um, I'm going to bring you back, Rod, when we talk about pork tenderloins. 
Because they went on a yeah. pork tenderloin Tenderloin tour. Tuesday, yeah, absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about that. So, Frank, quick question for you. So when you first went there, mm-hmm. came to Kansas City, did you plan on living in Kansas forever? Or oh. was this just what you thought was going to be the first of many stops? <laughs> yeah, this is funny. If I don't mention this, my wife will kill me. Um, is the idea of, my wife always says, there's something about Kansas City. Now, she was she was uh, born and raised in Emporia. Then they came up here, and then she lived for a while in Arizona and then came back or whatever. But she just said, you know, it's just something about Kansas City. And if you see all the famous people that have put businesses here and stayed here, famous athletes who have played here and oh. stayed here, uh, where they could live anywhere in the world. Yeah. They could live anywhere in the world, and they – there's just something about Kansas City, and, and I've never. I seen... had no intention. I was, yeah. I was on my way after. Wait a minute. Tr- How did you meet? My wife. Yeah. Oh, we met. Uh, we uh, we met at the radio station at uh, okay at, at uh, Sports wow. Radio 810. I'm sorry, I know yeah. KMBZ here on at, at Odyssey, but uh, yeah, we met there. That's where we met. So, and and there is there's just something. Uh, four of my five children were born here. Um, so it's, you know, it's just like... Because uh, in the TV business, that's unusual because you, you hop stations and you move up oh, in market size. Yeah, I was going to... And I'm from the East Coast originally. I went, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh and then I went to school in Philadelphia. And so when I got here, I thought, eh, maybe maybe four or five years, you know, and then I'll, I'll, I'll look, I'll start looking for jobs and try to hopscotch back East, get maybe back to Pittsburgh yeah. or whatever. How long did it take for you to decide this is where you wanted to stay? That is an interesting, that, that's interesting. I had several offers to go, and I had two friends in the business. Okay, one guy was in Houston. Okay, I used, to, I used to call him all the time. Craig Roberts, he worked for the NBC affiliate in Houston, Texas. And um, I, I used to call Craig all the time. We're really close friends. I said, Craig, I, I had an offer from Pittsburgh and uh, you know, to go. And I said, yeah, well, what do you think? He says, are you happy? I said, yeah. He said, why would you go to Pittsburgh? He said they could run you out of town in, in, yeah. in three weeks, you know, and and to go back to Philadelphia. You don't even want to think about going back to Philadelphia. He and he said, was probably the only person it. to give you that advice too. Right, exactly. Yeah. He said, "Are you happy there?" And and you know, and he wasn't here. Yeah. Okay, so he had no, you know, no affiliation with Kansas City. At all. I said, "If you're happy, why, why would you ever leave, especially in this business?" Because what said, are we the twenty ninth market? Yeah, but it, it varies between 29 yeah. and 33, right in there somewhere. But because, a nice, nice size market. Good because size in market, that business, yeah. you know, you're rated by the size market you're in. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. and it's, just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that what you talk about people choosing to live here. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, I mean, you, you know, Trent Green lives here, Kevin Hardland lives here, oh, sure. George you know, Brett lives here, George Tom Brett. Watson lives yeah. here. <laughs> you know, I mean, that would be a whole, that'd be a whole interesting, just a, you could do a whole radio show every week just talking about why people choose to live here. Yeah. Absolutely, you could, yeah. I mean, you know, because that's not, I don't think you see that everywhere. No, you do you know, not. You, you really don't. Because people can't wait to get out of some cities. Yeah. That's for sure. You yeah. know, and I talked to somebody that when I first pitched the show, he goes, this has never been done anywhere else in the country. Yeah. And he started, and I was talking to him, he said, you know, I don't know this will work anywhere else in the country. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to work here. Yeah, well, well and, and, you know, it may not. Well, how about, how about, yeah. see, this is how the help I got here. Yeah, but how about Toby's show, too? You know, I don't want to, I don't want to blow any smoke his oh, yeah. way anymore. Yeah. Because I hear him every Saturday on my way to a golf yeah. course. Yeah, I get enough. You know, I got bird seed and, and honey and, and, you know, uh, bird food. on and bird food. I'm sorry, whatever yeah. it is. To- Toby's yeah. my reality check. This yeah. is how I stay humble. Yeah, but, but you know, the, the idea of four hour show doing yeah. that for four hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, oh, there are, you know, there's other you do realize that's just, all he does during for the whole week is just four hours. Well, I know that. Yeah, that's all he he's works. got. He's got six that's more days tough. to recoup and plan. And for I don't that. get any overtime. Yeah, well, I should. <laughs> hey, that's your fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, Frank. So EBT. That's so. Is is that pretty much the only way you ate the whole time you've lived here? Is it <laughs> restaurants like that? <laughs> Please. You, you know, when I was growing up, it's funny. I, I got one other really for me was amazing for me because I'd never seen it before, but. Um, I was growing up in Pittsburgh, you know, mom and dad, we, we never went to restaurants. Yeah. We just didn't have that kind of, you know, cash. So, uh, you know, be always eating, it was meat and potatoes every yep. night and French vanilla ice cream. Remember with Hershey sauce oh, yeah. was my dad's favorite. So oh, that was gourmet night, back then. Right. Then during Lent, I'm Catholic, I have to admit it, it was canned stewed tomatoes and Mrs. Paul's fish sticks. That's all <laughs> I knew. My yeah. entire life before yeah. I left Pittsburgh and finally went to the East Coast and now you get your seafood, your real seafood and whatever. But the other vivid memory for me in Kansas City was that first winter that I was here. I was driving down Warnell 
and I'm um, start this. I'm now and I roll my window down. It's freezing, out, and there's smoke wafting. Through. It's Jasper's on Warnell. Oh, really? And he has the um, the a grill outside. Smartest branding thing ever uh-huh. has the grill outside on a sidewalk. It's twenty degrees outside, and the smoke's going, and they're and they turn from the town they've sausage. Got the, yeah. They've got oh. the sausage. They've got the onions and yep. the peppers. And there's not a time that I drove down the street where I did not stop in the, either parking lot across the street or go behind Jasper's at that time and go in and go out front and get a, get a, oh. get the sandwich. I'm guilty of the same uh, thing. I'm, Absolutely. Uh, oh my God! Parked in that parked in that corner gas station lot and yes. walked right next door to that guy grilling. They went inside and paid and came out, showed them the receipt and got your got your peppers and onions and stuff. Oh, oh, that's an incredible memory, it, honestly. That's a oh. that's one of my I, I, very first memories. I did see City that. Besides EBT, I can almost smell it right now. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. Because you win Jasper's now, oh, yeah. and you could, it's oh, right yeah. there in the back. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, um, sometime in the next uh, couple of months, I want to have Jasper on. Oh, he's great. I'll guy. ask him what his problem is, why he quit doing that. Yeah. He uh, was doing it out front for a while at the new location. Uh-huh. Um, I, but it's it's not it's it's too it just far wasn't off the street. Just, off you can't the street, smell yeah. it. It's just yeah. it's just it's not that it's anything different now. It's just more location than well, anything. Yeah, absolutely. And then it was just, I mean. I can't oh. tell you how many of those it was. Oh. I think I got him the new building. Over, <laughs> over. <laughs> I, yeah, you tell him when you see him. Hey, Frank Ball says he got you the new building over there by eating all those uh, all those bratwurst and uh, oh, that's sausage. Well, you sandwiches. know, I mean, it's kind of a common thread for all of us. Um, you know, people ask me why am I saying just the '80s and '90s, but you know, really, that's when things really changed because you know, most a lot of us grew up poor. You know, and it's uh, in a all the people I've talked to so far and a lot of people, you know, and when you grow up poor or you don't have a lot of luxury money, I mean, food was something that you did, but I mean, you didn't argue with your mom and dad what your food was going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they had their schedule and you ate it. You know, there's oh. no, there's no saying, well, I'm not and, in the mood for that. Right. And you're not getting up. Yeah. From no, oh, no. And you're not getting up until you're done. You know, and so, but I think the eighties and nineties is really when that it became, more of a not a status thing, but more feasible to go out eat out for fun, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just uh, to me the '80s and '90s was really when that was when everything peaked. I think those were the 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 golden times, the golden age of dining out, because it was before the national chains took over. It's right. when everything was still made from scratch, you know. The, the, the ownership was local. Yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. just you know some of that. I'm not totally against chains. I mean, any Santa Santa Fe, they had what four or five locations. But everything was still made from scratch. You know, it didn't come in bags that you just boiled off and heated up. There was no such thing as micro or ultra processed foods, you know, back then. So the food was honest and it was clean and it was good. You know, so, I mean, that's what I love about it. And it's kind of a common thread on that. But that's that's funny about that. You know. You mentioned I could I could smell that right now. <laughs> you sure can. You I know? can. We're about, yeah. Rob and I are about ready to leave. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay, we're ready to fire up the grill, Jasper. We're coming, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. on our way, buddy. Okay, Rod, I want to mention another one that we had talked about, and that was a a, a, a place at ninety fifth and Antioch. That 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 we that, that barbecue place. Um. So my memory actually was Hayward's, right? Which is college in in Antioch, but. Scott's barbecue was at 95th and Antioch. Well, and it, it was a place I went to too. Wasn't it, didn't wasn't Haywards over there? At, I think I think that I think Hay, I think there's a Haywards of some sort now somewhere around 87. No, no, Haywards started at 95th and Antioch. See, that's before my time. Col- okay. okay. He so, started at 95th and Antioch. Okay. And then right. when he started getting bigger, then he moved over to the college. That was yeah. a big step for him. Yeah. My first So I grew up in Central Kansas and we didn't have barbecue. But we had grilling, of course. And then I went to school at Emporia State. And we still didn't really have barbecue, except for Guy and May's Tavern, which was, you know, a little ways away. Yeah. But uh, my first real barbecue memory is is at Hayward's. Yeah. Uh, I had a girlfriend, and her she was from here, and we met her parents. And uh, Hayward Spears would walk down the aisles oh, yeah. all the time, and the food was incredible to me. It was, and and uh, those were my first real burn ins at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and I have incredible memories of of Hayward's barbecue. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, talk about approachable. You know, yeah. it's just that was. Um, I, I, I'm probably, that was probably the first real barbecue I ever had too, was going down there. Mm-hmm. And, and at the time he was in the strip mall, you know, just like, I think there's a Hallmark, Hallmark card shop where he's at, uh, where he used to be at. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you'd learn about the barbecue. The food was amazing, but the owner who's, you know, was there talking to you, you know, and it just felt like such an approachable food. And that was before we all had, anybody had smokers. 
I don't even know how far the barbecue smoke barbecue contests go back, but I mean that was an amazing time back then, and that's what made that so amazing to me. And that's why I was when we had the conversation start a few weeks ago when you mentioned that I I just found that really interesting that especially with the career choice you end up going into that you remember that. I mean that's that's and I remember him. I remember Hayward Spears as much as I remember the food. It was part of the experience to see the owner walking down the aisle mm-hmm. and, and talking to everybody. And asking you, hey, is it yeah. okay? Yeah, is there anything you, you yeah, don't like? Yeah. And, and meaning it. Yeah. Saying, you know, tell me the yeah. truth. What do you like? What don't you like? Especially yeah. first-time people. Yeah. They would go in and this is the first time. And they say, well, well, what do you like? Yeah. And you never felt like that question of how are things was a box to check. No, He, he really cared. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of owners of restaurants really care when they ask you that question. Yeah. There are managers who have to do that. It's part of what they have to do. But yeah. these guys... When you you know when it's genuine, and Hayward was always yep. genuine. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah, and and I think the restaurant scene in Kansas City, for mine, remember, I have no past recollection because I really wasn't yeah. into any of that sort of stuff until I got here. But are the characters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mm-hmm. characters that owned these places. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I was going back in my memory, and my wife and I were, <laughs> drove to Scottsdale. That's another story. Okay, <laughs> but we're going down to memory. She's going, well, "What do you remember?" And then she'd go, "Okay, remember?" That? And I go, oh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That. And I I really don't remember a a dish, but I remember the guy. Oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> like Walt Coffee. Oh yeah. Okay, Walt Long Coffee in in Lou Pinelli yeah. at, at, yep. at the Long Branch. You had Nabil Haddad yeah. character, okay. He was oh, on yeah. the plaza forever, the whole thing. You have, um, oh, the the other place that was is gone now. Remember Costello's Greenhouse? Do you remember? I Cost- do not. Do you remember Costello's Greenhouse? Uh-uh. Any remember Costello's? No, Greenhouse? I remember the name, but Vince I don't- Costello was an ex NFL player, played for the Cleveland Browns. I think he was from the Kansas City area somewhere. You could probably look it up. Somebody's going to look it up for you real quick yeah. there. Costello's Greenhouse was like. I'd say it's about 90th and Ward Parkway between Ward Parkway and State Line. Okay, in those they they have the they have the buildings there now. Their office place. His his Costello's greenhouse was wedged up huh. at, at, right up by that block. It was Vince Costello, and he'd come down, and he wouldn't just come and ask you, but he'd come and sit at your table. He'd come sit and he'd start, you know, he'd start telling stories and doing the whole thing. I'm just going, this is well, great. Well, you could tell him all about the characters by just looking who, listening to who I have in studio today. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Yeah, you're So right. it's real funny. I've got five people now uh, sent in on the text line that it was indeed 95th and Antioch is where Haywood started. Okay, there you go. That before yeah. they moved to the. Somebody's going to gonna pop in. Costello's oh, yeah, oh, no, we'll get the Antioch stuff. Yeah. So, all right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. If you have a simple correction regarding a restaurant's location, dish, name, or some mistake we made, please use the text line. I'll update everything and everybody accordingly. Our text line number is 913-576-7798. Here are a few simple suggestions to help us keep on track. Remember, the story is what takes us back in time, not just a list of restaurants. It'll be tough, but limit yourself to just one memory this week. We chose the 80s and 90s because many of us consider this to be the golden age of the local restaurant. We don't obsess over this, but if you talk about your favorite speakeasy during Prohibition, you may be mocked. Please don't speak ill of restaurants that are long gone. Unless it's a real funny story and you don't use any names, then that'll be allowed. What do you really miss from that restaurant? Is there a wonderful dish that you can't find anywhere? Any mystery that you want solved, like what happened to that elevator from EBT? Those are good ones. Be sure to check out our website at www.kansascityfoodmemories.com. It will be a work in progress as my staff is still limited, but I will include stories that we hear on the show. I'll also have a separate scrapbook page for every restaurant that we talk about. If you have an old menu, photo of one of the old restaurants, or newspaper article, email it to me and I will add that to the scrapbook page. You'll be surprised what memories a simple photo will bring back. Also, if you worked in one of these restaurants back in the 80s and 90s, you can become a KCFM Insider. Click on the form button and you can help me solve some mysteries and maybe even bring back an old menu item that we all thought was gone forever. Lastly, if you can't get into the show today, we'll be back next Saturday at 10 a.m. or you can just post your story on our website, KansasCityFoodMemories.com in the comments section. The call-in number again today is 913-586-7798. So before we start uh, going to the calls, I got a text. I think two of us got a text from Jasper. 
Um, he didn't text me. Oh, yeah. Well, Todd right. got it, Jasper. I'm the one that brought it up. All right. See, I, got, well, I, I feel better about myself. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we rank it just a little bit better than Frank. No, Jasper says a quote. A lot that, better. Yeah, a quick text that uh, the, the gentleman who did the grilling outside at the old location is Shorty. And he still works. Oh he still gosh. runs the grill inside at Jasper's. Love you, at the Shorty. Location. Forty oh, yeah. years. He's forty been there years. Forty years. Isn't that amazing? Wow. That is amazing. You know, I mean, Jasper's is another one of those old places. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, we talked. You know, you talk about EBT. Ed Holland walked the dining room. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he would personally hand a, a miniature rose to the the ladies that were eating there. But you had the owner there. Mm-hmm. We went to Hayward's. You know, the owner was in there. We met the the owner. You go to Jasper's. I mean, Jasper or his brother. Or, I mean, just. I mean, his nephew, you, you meet at least two out of those three people yeah, every all, time you all go. All family eat. members. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, they become like family. Oh, yeah. You yeah. keep going in there and you think they're family right. after yeah. a while. And, and they put their name on it. I yes. mean, <laughs> Big like time. Hayward's. Put it out there. Yep. Jasper's. You know, yeah. They put their name on it. You know, I mean, that's an important thing. You know, it's just that's, that's, that's part of what we miss from the old days. Mm-hmm. I remember a couple years Robert, ago. You talk too much. Hold on just a second. We've got a <laughs> caller that's waiting to talk. All right. All right. All right. Doug, welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Yes, thank you. Um, my memory would be from the 70s into the 80s, Gaetano's restaurant around 6th and Cherry in the old Vista uh, apartment building. Wow. Well, do you remember anything? I don't remember, I, I don't remember like that. that one. Okay. No, I don't. Oh, great place. Uh, great memory about it was it was because it was an apartment building, it was about eight, ten stories. The... Uh, Teachers mainly lived there because the teachers' unions uh, sponsored that building. And uh, they would come down in their pajamas on even on a Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Well, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know those teachers. Get their pizzas, best pizzas we ever had. Uh, Another special they would have was called the Isla Capri special. You could get a salad. You get a wonderful meatball and uh, uh, dinner. Uh, great garlic bread with it. You'd get the little wrapped uh, 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 Italian wine with a small bottle of it and a g- dessert for about $12 back at that time. It was absolutely one of the best deals in Kansas City. Well, wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And that's the, the funny thing is that that's going to trigger some memories in other people. Yeah, it will. Yep. And, I mean, it's contagious. That's, yeah. that's what I absolutely love about this. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right, thank you. All right, thank you very much. Thank you, Doug, for calling. We uh-huh. appreciate that. We've got some more callers coming in, oh. but nothing ready yet. So you can oh, go okay. ahead and finish. Rod, you were starting to, to tell us a story. Do you remember? Well, so you talk about the, the owners walking down the aisle. Yeah. Honestly, some of the places that I have the best memories from were more about those people than they were about their food. Yeah. Um, because it, it made the experience. And, and so my best memories of, of restaurants and food in Kansas City are the experience. And and I, and I don't mean like some crazy, I'm in an elevator proposing to my wife experience. Yeah. Just the experience of he walks down the aisle, he stops at your table, he makes eye contact with you, he talks to you, he, he's genuine about it. He's honestly curious what you think of his food. And I know most people would never say, ah, it was horrible. But 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 he, he wanted the truth, too. Yeah. Those are the experiences yep. you remember from restaurants in Kansas City. Yeah. Or the people. You know, it's one thing to ask a question. It's another thing to actually listen to the customers. You know, and if and if if you are out there and you're treating people like family, you get the good with the bad. You know, but but it's, you got to listen to them. Robert, quiet. Good morning, <laughs> Brian. Welcome to KC Food Memories. Hi, Brian. Hey, how's it going, guys? We are doing great. Thank you. Hey, I love the new show. Thank you for that. Uh, I was just going to talk about just a little memory of uh, the first time my dad took me to uh, Winstead's down on the plaza. Oh, and, yeah, that's, uh, that's, know, that's a good one. Milkshakes. Yeah, I was a <laughs> little kid. Yes. And, I mean, I'm sure I, liked, I'm sure I liked burgers and fries before then, but, you know, it just kind of put me over the top for being a burgers and fries person eating at the Winstead's. Yeah, especially when you could dip the fries in the chocolate milkshake. Oh, oh, you're oh, one oh, of those. Oh, right? oh yes. <laughs> All right. I'm yes. sorry. Sorry, Robert. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And now I'm going to be headed down there to do just that after you said that, too. Oh. Well, is there anything particular that really stood out from the Winsteads back then? Oh, just the atmosphere. You know, it was, uh, it was just everybody was, you know, everybody was uh, friendly and neighborly, and it seemed like you know, it was just kind of a hometown place and, you know, just the the food was incredible, and the milkshakes, like Frank said, and 
you know, the atmosphere. Yeah. I ate there this week. Oh, did you really? Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, uh, did well, you, you have know. a milkshake? I did. Okay. I did have a chocolate did. shake. Absolutely. Right, right. You didn't dip your French fry, did no, you? No, it had a lid on it, and I left it on. <laughs> well, and they, and they, used to, they used to have one up north, and they closed it, so that's the one in town now is uh, yeah. down in the plaza. Yeah. Well, you know, and what's funny is that that whole thing with the smash burger is making a huge comeback. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just because yeah. um, there's yeah. a lot of different styles of hamburgers. The smash burger used to be you could only get it in places like that. Mm-hmm. You know what's driving yep. the smash burger revival? Blackstones. Oh, yeah, the Blackstone yeah. griddles. Yeah. 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 There's, a, yeah. uh, there's, um, there's a Blackstone griddle. It's basically it, it's an outdoor version of the griddle that all these diners yeah. and places used to cook with. Flat top. Yep. Yeah, flat top. Oh, yeah. We have we have one down at our lake house. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, yep. you do. Yeah, yep. I got yep. one last year and absolutely love it. And mm-hmm. it's just I've rediscovered my love of cooking hamburgers at home, doing it that way. You know way. what's wrong with you now? You're a flat top. <laughs> yeah, flat top. <laughs> yeah, I think Winstead's was the original smash burger, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if, you know, there was, there's half a dozen places that were like that. You know, Smacks we were talking about, you know, the Wimpies. Oh, yeah. The that's Oklahoma Onion too. Burger uh, is an original. That's oh, yeah. A, that's, oh, yeah. That's the start of the smash burger. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Um, you guys are just. Yeah, it's just making me hungry now. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I'll, we'll do a specific episode or show just on the Smash Burger. We'll do that. I've got awesome. a whole list of shows oh. that we're going to do. We'll, uh, so you guys keep it up. It's a great show. I all love right. It. Thanks a lot, Brian. Appreciate it. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thanks for the call. Good morning, yeah. Bruce. Welcome to Food Memories. Uh, I'm 77 years old, so I go back pretty far. Uh, I wonder if anybody remembers the the Blue Rooster on the Blue Ridge Mall. Whoa, no. Nope. Do not. Blue Rooster. we got four people Do shaking not. our head. Tell us why we, we, we should regret not knowing them. Well, the, it was owned by Fred Harvey's, and Fred Harvey's had a cafeteria on the mall, and they also had an experimental restaurant that was called the Blue Rooster, and there's a Chinese restaurant there right now, I think, but... Uh, Anyway, it was not on the mall. It was it was out from the mall towards Blue Ridge Boulevard. What kind of food and did they have? They, they well, they had the average just uh, hometown, just kind of average food. And I remember they'd fill the restaurant on Sundays, and everybody'd come out of church, and they just fill that up till till about two or three o'clock. And uh, I was a cook there. I started out as a busboy in high school, and I went ended up. Uh, the cook didn't show up one day. He quit, and the owner, C, the the manager, C.T. Marshall, really smart guy, uh, he took me into the kitchen. He called me up on Sunday, Saturday night, and he says my cook quit for for Sundays. And so he called me in there. I worked with him all day Sunday that day, and worked with him cooking breakfast for everybody in that cafeteria and from then on i was the cook on sunday and i was the only one in there and i was like 16 16 or 17 years old cooking for everybody in raytown that's a great story and and i figured it out i did it i I was eggs and bacon and and french toast everything i did it all and uh but uh i also wanted to mention uh the uh, Stevenson's. I have lots of fond memories of Stevenson's, and I was, a, I would work there for, for uh, as as a cook for about three days. So, <laughs> would you did, did, did you couldn't handle the apple fritter? I'm assuming. <laughs> no, no, I loved eating there. But when I when I, when I was out of work, I just apply all over town. I just take the newspaper and I make phone calls all over town. And then I go in and talk to them, and they'd hire me. And so I ended up getting. And one week I had four jobs, until I got the job that paid the most money. Yeah. <laughs> but well, but I really enjoy working at Stevenson's. Uh, I, I mean, working at uh, uh, Blue Rooster. And I, I'm surprised nobody there remembers it. Well, I'm. Well, because, uh, be sure to listen next week. I'm sure we'll get a few people kind of um, pitch in and give us some more stories. Thank you for calling in. And what, uh, yeah. real, uh, what's real funny to, to the people, uh, a lot of listeners out there, anybody who's worked in a restaurant, mm-hmm. I don't care if you work in front of the house, I mean, waiting table, something like that, has done a stint in the kitchen. I remember being yeah. 17 years old in Wichita and working at a place called BJ Supper Club. 
I mean, it was that's back when the it was everything was private clubs, you know, that in order to sell alcohol, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I was working as a waiter again, 17 years old. I've been there for like two, three weeks. And I remember the cook got busted by his parole officer, so we had no cook. <laughs> So they stuck me in the back kitchen making trout almondine, <laughs> among other things, for the people that were coming in that time. Gosh. So we've anybody, anybody's I mean, worked in the kitchen. Yeah, we we've all been there. I'm glad and, I didn't go there. Oh no, <laughs> oh, no. you know, it was, I, I remember that that was I was scared to death. They said just do it. Nobody will know the difference. I was like, all right, okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah, look at look at us now. Hey Robert, how about the commercials in the '80s for I think it was Bodine's Barbecue. It was it was Smoke Park Mall and Beanister oh, Mall. Uh, Bodie's. Yeah. Bodie's. Bodie's. Bodie's yes. Barbecue. I never ate there, but oh. I still remember the commercials. Oh, no. I, I used to go. That, you know what the, the best thing they had was? They're onion straws. You could buy a whole loaf or a half loaf. <laughs> and what a loaf is is the actual fry basket. Oh, wow. So, so, so you got a whole loaf. It was an entire fry oh, basket full of those. Oh, gosh. I remember going there with, with, some, with a couple of buddies. We'd get a whole loaf. I don't remember a single thing about their barbecue. I don't know if it was any good. I don't remember anything else that was going on. But, but man, those onion straws. Oh, that's funny. That is right. good. You got another caller, Toby? Yes, we have right. Michael. Michael, welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Michael. Yeah, I was okay. wanting to bring up the Sanderson's Lunch down on 6th Street. That was back in the 70s. Did you ever eat there? Um, I, I have not. So. Well, three of us didn't move to Kansas City until after that. Yep. Toby, do you remember anything? No, I was still in diapers. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Excuse me. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, there that's a different. Two that's of a, them. It was thirty-five. Right, that's a different story. What can but, you tell us about Sanderson's? Oh, we got a car wreck right outside of the front of it. And this is back before cell phones. That made you hungry. And we had to go find a payphone to call the police. And all that was sitting here was this greasy spoon diner. And we walked in there and called the police, and they said it was going to be an hour before they could even get there. And so we just sat there, and the ladies that ran into us were the ladies of the evening. And apparently this was a big hangout in downtown Kansas City. And we're sitting there, and I'm watching them grilling steaks. And it was kind of funny because I thought, man, that steak actually looks pretty good. So I ordered one. You get a salad and baked potato with it. And they bring me a bowl with a a half a head of lettuce in it, just a straight half a head of lettuce. And then they bring me a a ketchup bottle full of french dressing <laughs> this is about as generic as you could get and i got a steak so big i couldn't finish it and they were very reasonable and it was just an old diner down there that probably occupancy might have been 25 if you're lucky All but that's right. the way they serve stuff it was like in ketchup bottles and you know you didn't get a big fancy tossed salad or whatever you got got a half head of lettuce and their steaks were phenomenal well, i don't know, know where they ha- yeah we're, we're, um the steaks you know back then a lot most of those steaks were cooked on flat tops you know and which is a totally different experience and i'll probably bring rod back for that one too just to kind of talk <laughs> about to, you know that because that, that kind of goes in hand in t- hand in hand with the the smash burgers yeah. you know the the diner right. food back yeah. then yeah, when he it was called his... Sanderson's Lunch, though, was the name of it. All right, well, and then they opened up another restaurant, and I, I don't know what happened, why they never, or, you know, went under eventually. But all right, well, Michael, Michael be sure to listen next week. I'll give updates on that. I've got an update from the text line for all of us about Costello's Greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two different people said they really remember that because that was the first restaurant that had a huge salad bar. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, that they did that, and that's well, see, I didn't remember that. Yeah, I remember Vince. Oh, and he's such a character. Come yeah. sit at your table for a half hour. You know, you're wondering, this is great. The owner <laughs> sitting here talking to me for a half hour. Did yeah. he eat part of your food? Not, no, he did not. He did okay. not grab his own fork and, <laughs> and, okay. and grab my French fries. No, there yeah. weren't any yeah. French fries. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but no, the salad bars kind of started in the probably the 80s, you know, at, at the restaurants uh-huh. doing the salad bars. Yeah. And yeah. remember, there used to be like that, what was that great big soup and salad bar that was like out Oak Park Mall in the 80s? It's oh, like, yeah, right. Like I the f- Soup Exchange or something like the that. Name of that place. They had like nine soups and like a. 50-foot-long salad right. bar. Mm-hmm. The other thing he, he brought up, and this was 
when I was in Philadelphia, when I went to school, there was a diner, an old railroad car diner on virtually every corner in Philadelphia. You know, they'd have Marinade Diner was right down the street from Villanova. There were a bunch of diners where they were open 24 hours. So you could go in there, and they were the first places that they served breakfast 24 hours a day. You know what I mean? So we'd go in there after a night out. It'd be 2 two or 3 in the morning. And the only thing about Philadelphia was the scrapple. Oh, no. No, you don't want to ever eat scrapple. No. Ever in that's, your life. That's lifetime. a Pennsylvania thing. Right. You don't ever want to see what goes into making <laughs> no, scrapple. No. But the diner situation was, was amazing back there. Right. And the one here, I don't know, it's not a diner. Is it Dagwood's Diner right across from? Oh. On Southwest Boulevard. Yeah, on Southwest yeah. Boulevard, right if across you, from Mace Hardware. Mm-hmm. If you want an old school diner breakfast. That is it. That's my number one place that's to go to place. is, is Dagwood's. Dagwood's. Yeah, it's right across the street from, from uh, Ace Hardware. Hardware. Ace mm-hmm. Hardware. Yep. And it's just, um, the food's amazing. Oh, it's you know, incredible. It's what, a lot of these places, you know, when they get a new owner, you lose the charm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't. I mean, it's just, I, it probably helps they have the same original grill from 80 years ago. But. And the same grease. Yeah. That been yeah. Using yeah. For about eight years you, you guys there. remember the, the Golden Ox had a back door, had a lunch counter, and they served a hot roast beef sandwich there I out do the not. back door? I did not know we, that. We ate there many times for lunch, and it was all blue-collar group of folks. Like you, go, you park out back, you go out back into the back door, and there was a, a lunch counter there. Um, wow. I, I don't know a lot of people that, other than me, that went. Meaning that my friends don't remember it, but but I I ate lunch there often. Okay. Now uh, it's funny. Um, Golden Ox. We will be doing an entire show, an entire hour on the Golden Ox. I've talked to a couple of people that used to own it, used to work there. There's there's so the many memories. stories. Yeah. Oh yeah, it deserves it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, that, that that'll be a fun one. Yeah. So if for the people listening out there, if you want to catch those shows, make sure you sign up for my email newsletter at makethemsmile.com because when um when I do these special theme shows, I'm going to give advance notice of probably two three weeks. That way you can kind of plan for that. I can find the right guests for that. Um, one of the, uh, Michael kind of reminds me of one, a theme that I'm going to do is that's going to be retired law enforcement people. So I'll be doing a show of, uh, since he had the wreck and met the, the, uh, ladies of the night, but it's, um, but the, the retired law enforcement people, uh, because I was, there was talking, the other place. Yeah. What was the place on? That's Maine? interesting. That's where Frank jumps in is Frank, on the ladies of the night. Right. Oh, exactly. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> it was right on, right from the, as the uptowns there, right on Maine. Um, it was right, it was almost right next door across the street from the uptown, and it may even still be there. There's a restaurant that it's open all night, and you can, there's a lot of, you'll see a lot of Kansas City's finest in there, and then you'll see a lot of the ladies they were trying to escort off the street earlier in the night. Was that like the street? Was that Chubby's? Chubby's. Chubby's. That is exactly right. Is it still there? I kind of wonder if I have these two guys on the show, we're going to lose control. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just all right little. all right just, sorry okay uh, frank this is just between you and me i think you can milk this whole thing with jasper i've gotten two emails from him he's upset he goes what the blank i don't have frank's number Ooh, okay because okay. you're well, the only one so go in there i'm sure you can get at least a free appetizer from him yeah you know just play up that you were uh, i don't em- want an appetizer frank, oh, no, no. you know what i all want right. tell him you were embarrassed <laughs> on national television on national radio that's, right. that's listened to so um so we do the podcast right so i yeah. went on and looked at the dynamics somebody from belgium listened to our show this week oh that's awesome so that's that kind of cool so, so if you know anybody from kansas city lives somewhere else an tell ex- them to sign an up expat somewhere oh yeah, yeah oh exactly. yeah yeah i would love this kind of stuff is there any more callers we got to get to before we get to the end? We're good? All right. Hey, I, hey, Robert. Yeah. You know, we talk about all the owners that are yeah. in their restaurants. That's how I met you. Oh, yeah. I went into Best Regards, and yeah. you were behind the counter and recognized me from the TV show that yep. I had done. And, and uh, yeah, that's how it got started. Oh, you know, it's, it's, I've told Toby that there's nothing on my menu that I've created originally. I'm, I don't have the training. I'm not smart enough to do it. Every single thing that we do on the bakery side or on the cafe side and lunch side comes from conversation i've had with other people on memories that they miss yeah yeah but you do it well that's the thing well, you only put the things you i mean you make sure the food's good that's on your menu well thank you yeah. you know and I, you know that um i think we got time to tell the story real quick so i've i've i was always curious about pastrami you know that people would say you know i, I miss that there's no jewish deli left in kansas New York city deli yeah on yeah. and then we'll gone. talk about that but you know people tell me that and i said I well what does that mean oh. Yeah, you know, and we'll do a show specifically on them. What a good oh, But, you know, I oh. say, you know, what is there to pastrami? And I looked it up, and I it's like, well, I could see a few things. And I, I knew who Rod was, and he came in. I said, Rod, I said, what do you know about pastrami? And he goes, well, not much. He goes, I've always been curious. And Rod's like like me. I mean, just curious about food. I want to learn 
how it's done, why it's done, all that kind of stuff. And and I don't I don't remember how many weeks that took you to do it, but I, I'm obsessed, and it was the off season, I think. Yeah. So I wasn't cooking barbecue. So and and but it's in the right family. It's it's essentially brisket. It's actually navel, but right. harder to get. And so uh, it was a great it was a great. Uh, uh, rabbit hole to go down. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. And I remember uh, uh, Robert would give me updates, and you know, hey, I talked to blank, and all these names he mentioned were names that I recognized from TV and the food business. You know, that were barbecue professionals around the country. And he goes, yeah, I talked to such and such, and he used to know his cousin used to be a <laughs> be a cook or worked at Katz's Deli, and you know, and this is what I heard from them, and and it was just it was really interesting, and it's. And you figured out the process as much as you can. And it's, the recipe means absolutely nothing. And that's why I can't get people to understand. Well, I have the recipe from that. I said, the recipe is maybe one-third of what makes a food. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The, so the much qu- more to it. The quality and the type of ingredients and then technique is probably the biggest. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's what you can't get off of newspaper clippings or some old, old cookbook. Yeah. So that's why I really need to get people who worked in the kitchens so anytime you hear us talking about something, so if somebody worked at John Francis in the kitchen back in the 70s, 80s, I want to talk to you. If you were a cook for more than two days at Stevenson's, <laughs> I want to talk to you about apple fritters. you got to get him back <laughs> on. Hey, three days. Yeah, three days. Three right, days. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Michael. I didn't, want, I didn't mean to shortchange your career at Stevenson's. <laughs> you know, but I mean, the, the, it's, it's in the details. That's what I really want to get to. Toby, you have anything else you want to add? No. Good. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> cool. Frank, Frank, that anything great. else you wanted to say? While no, I'm, I, I missed the delis. They they brought that up. I was oh, born and raised in a Jewish oh, neighborhood yeah. back in Pittsburgh. Now, Izzy Cohen's deli. Remember getting oh, just oh, yeah. everything. And then when I got here, I said, "Oh yeah, there's this place on trees yeah. called New York Deli." Yeah. yeah, go in there, and it was unbelievable. No. Old there's, school deli. There's yes. some there's some yeah. joints that. I'm not going to disrespect them by only talking about them for five minutes. I mean, they deserve a whole hour. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Some you know, do. Yeah, no I'm going to do. I mean, it's I've, right now I have a list of about 20 different themes and restaurants we're going to do. I'm going to do one, one, probably two episodes. Robert, you're going to have to cut it back. You're not going to be on the air that long. I'm working. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on that. I'm trying to pick up an extra hour oh, before. Yeah. Uh, for me, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Remember you, we talked from six to nine's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. He still needs. To, he's going to get his four hours. He's going to start at five. Five, yeah, five to nine. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So all the people yeah. get up that want to take yeah. care of their lawns oh, yeah. and do all this. Well, how many years did you do the five to six o'clock? show Monday. only three yeah so he so toby used to do it monday through friday five to six in wow. the morning in the morning wow in the morning yeah yeah I, I, we'll talk yeah we'll we'll see we'll see <laughs> well we i'm gonna tell sherry to increase your life insurance <laughs> <laughs> i think she's already thought of that yeah she's listening nervously she's probably she's a little bit surprised that we've gone two whole weeks now with really telling any good sherry stories yeah i, I don't think we'll make it three yeah, plus the that. fact she heard this week you're having Frank Bowen. You're going, oh, yeah. who? <laughs> <laughs> what? He has nothing in on restaurant. Frank Bowen, what's he doing on? Well, guys, I got to tell you, it was absolutely fantastic having you both on here. It was and, really a lot of fun. And I imagine we'll, we'll do this again. I don't know if I'll have you both on at the same time again. I'm going to have to split you two up. I think they work great together. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like we got our own show. Yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah, I okay, guess we're on for on, 11 to yeah. You got No, but actually, you know, it's, it's better having them two together because they took a lot of your time up. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a story is what I want. That's what I treasure. Yeah. You know, when we talk about it in the store and we talk about it here, it's just if you can't go back and relive the 80s and 90s, why mm-hmm. not relive the moments that we absolutely love from the 80s and 90s? Yeah. You will be yeah. swamped. Yeah. I, I think you so. You will be swamped. This, this is, you will. Everyone. This, Everyone oh. has some sort of food memory. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting close to the end of the we hour. Are. I'll let you know. Well, that's good. Well, last time you cut us off in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Poor Maria didn't even get to finish her, her sentence on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. I know so, when to so, cut you off. So yep. That. So everybody out there, just sign up at makethemsmile.com. Find out what we're doing next week. Okay. Uh, how much time we have, Toby? I was going to tell real quick. Three seconds. Oh, never mind. Okay. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. (laughs) This concludes this broadcast of Kansas City Food Memories.